Naughty Nature takes an unfiltered look at the R-rated side of nature, so this podcast may not be suitable for all audiences. I'm Rachel, and I like birds. And I'm Lindsay, and I like fungus. And this is Lindsay's week to share something. And uh, yeah. I think it's going to be a shorty but a goodie. It'll be interesting. So you remember um, those prairie dog tunnels that yeah. I went down last time? <laughs> uh-huh. And the whole prairie dog town? On the beer sign episode? Yes. Okay. So we're going to stick with the alcohol theme again. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. And last time, as you mentioned, we talked about nature's beer sign and the small mammals and uh, just lapping up that libation and not really getting drunk, mm-hmm. right? Well, while I was researching that, I came across some interesting articles about flying animals and bats? consuming alcohol. Yeah, Birds. I was going to make oh, you guess, okay. but yeah, it's bats. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about bats, and they're pretty small critters. So, Rachel, yeast. Do you think that a bat consuming alcohol gets drunk? I feel like I know the answer to this, and I don't know that it's fair. You might. Are we? First of all, are we talking about bats getting drunk off of insects that are fermented no. or fruit that's fermented? Fruit. I think they do get drunk. Okay. Hold that thought. So, so fruit bats. Yes, specifically <laughs> fruit bats. And I'm going to bring that up. So bats make up about a quarter of all mammal species. Mm-hmm. And um, a third of those bats actually consume fruit or nectar. Oh, I didn't realize that many did. It's a lot. I guess that's because most of our local bats are insectivores. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't, Kansas doesn't have any fruit bats. Oh, yeah. All yeah. of our local bats. All of them are. <laughs> yeah, all of them eat bugs. So in the wild, these bats that are eating these fruits and consuming that nectar often come across naturally fermenting fruit and nectar of course okay and that alcohol range for those fruits and nectars usually ranges between 0.6 percent and 4.5 percent alcohol okay which is a pretty substantial amount and an easier way to understand that is like an ipa is about five percent alcohol okay so like one pint of beer so you could sell this fermented fruit at dylan's yeah now you can (laughs) (laughs) or like gas stations (coughs) Which is handy. I don't know if I would... I don't know if I would... <laughs> well, I don't know. Because technically, wine is a fermented fruit, but it's so high in alcohol that they can't sell it in grocery stores yet. Yeah. So this could be like maybe a mm, low-grade yeah. form of consumable wine. I would drink that. <laughs> Eat it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I would do that. Uh. I might try that this year. I have a mulberry tree in my backyard, and... Every spring, it drops gazillions of mulberries, and my backyard smells like a brewery. Yeah, I remember walking into your backyard, and it literally smelled like wine had spilled all over your entire backyard. Yeah. Oh, man. I should watch my birds eat those and see if they get drunk. (gasps) Oh, I bet you'll have some real drunk robins. Here's the thing that's weird, though. Okay, so, like, mostly when you think about fruit being fermented and animals eating it, they're eating it off the ground, Uh but I do... I can't picture bats going on the ground to feed on fermenting fruit. You bring up a really interesting point there because that was not addressed in the studies that I looked at. Mm. So I think, I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know anything about that. Okay. 
So that's all. Anyway, uh, so a group of scientists in 2009 decided they wanted to understand if the consumption of alcohol or ethanol in this case, which is naturally occurring alcohol Mm -hmm. with fermentation in fruits and um, nectar. Sorry, words (laughs) are hard. Uh, If the consumption of that alters the behavior of bats, like their ability to fly and their ability to use echolocation. Ooh, yeah. I didn't even think about that factor. Yeah. Okay. And not only that, but these scientists wanted to assess if there was a difference between species variations in that. So um, they hypothesized that these bats who were fed ethanol would show impaired flight and echolocation behavior mm-hmm. compared to those that were only fed sugar water, which is their control group. Okay. okay. That checks out. Yeah. Um, and they also wanted to see if there were behavioral differences between different species. So they actually used six different species that were found in Belize. And they ended mm. up testing about 106, 106 different bats. Like individual bats? Or- mm-hmm. Wow. That's, okay. a lot of, that's a lot of bats. And um, they did a blind feeding for these bats where they didn't know which bat was getting or they just did like a random feeding where one bat got the alcohol mixture and the other one got the control group mixture. Okay. And they didn't know the difference when yes. they gave it to the bats. Mm-hmm. So they, they wasn't just, biased. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> Trying to explain this. Yeah. Okay. You're doing great, Lindsay. Thanks. It's been a long week. <laughs> really like has. my third cup of tea this morning. <laughs> Want to hear something real sad? Mm-hmm. You know how I was eating real hot sauce yeah. just a minute ago? Yeah. There's like blisters on the inside of the roof of my mouth. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Are you okay? Little bitty blisters. I think I'm okay. Are you serious? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Just the little bitty ones. Do they hurt? It feels sore. Ah! <clears throat> but it's gonna be fine. I'm gonna like eat some corn salsa to wash the taste out. Yeah, good. Or some some milk rice. or something. I have water. Okay, we're fine. Milk is supposed to like my stomach is burning. Cut the heat. Yeah, that's what they say. It's, but it's, yeah. I mean, do you have, like, milk in your snack drawer? I don't. <laughs> don't See, have milk in my snack drawer. What's a girl supposed to do? Dude, I saw a TikTok. This is totally off topic. But I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, I have the most efficient cabinets ever. Opens up the cabinet door. And he's like, I pre-fill all of my drinks. Here's here's the shelf of orange juice and milk. Here's the shelf of water. And here's the shelf of all the coffee and tea. And it was just, like, mugs and cups that were, like, already full of liquids in his cabinet. Gross. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Was, That's hella gross. Made me want to throw up just watching it. But Ugh. it was really funny. <laughs> it's very efficient. Pre-filled drinks. Well, I want to know how quickly he consumes the drinks. I mean, he was joking. Well, yeah. But still, <laughs> like I'm thinking about if someone actually did that. Um, it seems very OCD. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to drink it fast enough for your orange juice and milk that's filling the entire shelf to, you know, not get gross. cold and nasty. Ugh, that's Ugh. so gross. Okay. Bats. Back to the bats. <laughs> Um, so after they gave these bats either the control group, sugar water, or the sugar water with ethanol in it, mm-hmm. the alcohol, they put the bats through a sobriety test. <laughs> like having to walk a straight line having for a human. Fly in a straight line? Kind of. <laughs> oh my God. They, these scientists put them through an obstacle course in the same force that they were caught in, and they record the... Ex- the um, the echolocation calls that they were doing to see if they would uh, quote slur their words. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! That was actually my question. I was like, how do they differentiate bats being able to fly from bats being able to echolocate? But yeah, that's so, that's it. Yeah, so that made me giggle. <laughs> Trying to see if they slur their words. I wonder what um 
slurred echolocation sounds like. I don't know, but I want to <laughs> know. You didn't, they don't like publish the recordings or anything? No, they didn't. Dang it. Some some of them um, will publish like the videos and mm-hmm. audio stuff. There was, there's a side study that I looked into as well because it's relevant for what we're going to talk about. Um, and they like have some of their stuff available to mm-hmm. like watch or listen to, I think. But I didn't get that far into it because it's just like a side tangent. Gotcha. I guess we don't know yet. Or I don't know yet at this point whether they even do slur their words. So, yeah. okay. That's well, true. I'm sitting here. Let's keep going. Okay, okay. Not only did they put them through a sobriety test, through mm-hmm. an obstacle course, and check to see if they were slurring their words. Yeah. But they also measured the blood ethanol concentration. Um, and it usually ranged between 0 to 0.3%, which That's is a, a lot. lot. So, in Ooh. all 50 states, the blood alcohol content... Of 0.08% or greater is a crime if you're of legal drinking age. And we're talking 3%, not 0.03%. Wow. So that's very, very high. Yeah. It's also, side note, a crime to have that high <laughs> if it's below drinking age. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's even it's even <laughs> less. Like if you're if someone is below legal drinking age, it's actually 0.02% is the crime rate. Oh. Or the crime blood alcohol level. I didn't realize that there would be a blood alcohol level because I kind of assumed if you had any amount and you were underage that it was a crime. But that I makes sense. This might be more specific to like That's... drinking and driving, like DUI testing. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. I got you. Anyway. So they tested these bat saliva in a very non-invasive way. And I'll get into details about the specific test in like a jiffy. So. Let's talk about the sobriety test. Did you know that a jiffy is an actual measurement of time? I did, <laughs> but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Me either. It's probably like a parsec or something. Let's look it up. Just kidding. I want to know what a jiffy too. is. Hey, Google. What is a jiffy? A moment. <laughs> okay, well. In a moment. <laughs> How long is a jiffy in seconds? 0.01 seconds is a jiffy. So I'm ready for it. Let's go. Okay, I'm ready. So the sobriety test. So these scientists constructed these big, like, wooden flight corridors. That's cute. She's, like, gesticulating wildly over her head with a mug (laughs) in her hand full of tea. Of hot tea. So I sent it down. So they constructed these, like, giant wooden flight corridors. Mm -hmm. And they were, like, lined with clear plastic so the bats wouldn't be tempted to, like, roost in there. Or Uh, um, it keeps them from escaping, too. So it's lined to keep them – it's lined with clear plastic so they don't roost. But it also keeps the bats from escaping. Oh, because they just, like, slip off of it. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So they secured these plastic-linked chains horizontally within the corridor – So think of a really tall ladder and the obstacles of these, like, link chains are just the rings on a ladder. Oh, okay. Is that what they're called? Rings? Rungs? Rungs. No. Rungs. The rungs of a ladder? Yeah. Why is that such a, like, it doesn't sound right, but I think it is. I'm really uncomfortable right now. (laughs) Rungs on a ladder. Okay. Um, So it's essentially like a big ladder and they attached a bunch of microphones to it so they could measure the echolocation that they were using in the obstacle. Nice. Okay. Okay. So this obstacle course helped scientists see if bats who consumed alcohol required more time to get through the course. Okay. If they collided with obstacles within the course. (laughs) If they landed to rest more often. Okay. Or if they failed to complete the course completely. 
Okay. Yes. And okay. then they compared that to the control group that was only fed the plain sugar. Anyway. Let's talk about the booze they were giving these bats. Oh. What? Yeah. What were they getting drunk on? It's specific. So, um, as we've mentioned, the bats were either fed plain sugar water or sugar water with ethanol in it. But how do you control the blood alcohol content in a bat so that it's equal among all the bats because they all differ in body weight. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. And if it's like by their choice to drink it, they might drink different amounts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how? Okay. I didn't even think of this being an issue. I know. It's, That's so yeah, cool. It's awesome. So they were, the sugar water with the ethanol in it was at a 1.5% alcohol concentration. So the okay. alcohol concentration was equivalent across the board, but the amount that each bat was given to consume differed based on the bat's body weight. Mm. So the heavier the bat, the more of the constant or the more of the Volume. alcohol mixture, yeah, yeah, that the bat had to consume to mm. reach the desired blood alcohol content. So it was equivalent with all the different bats that they used. Oh, that's really cool. Okay, how'd they make sure they actually drank it? Did they have to like finish it before they ran the course or something? Um, the whole. The level of sugar that was in the mixture enticed the bats to consume the the drink oh, itself. Okay. So, so they just wanted to. They just wanted to. Okay. Yeah. They didn't mention having any issues with the bats consuming the mixture itself. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, the other study I'm going to mention here in a minute did have troubles with it. Oh, so. no. <laughs> These tests that they ran, so they tested the blood alcohol content in bats, right, mm-hmm. to actually make sure that the levels were equal and... They were actually, they actually had alcohol in their systems. Right. Okay. Um, they used these ethanol sensitive pads that they just like stuck in the bat's mouth for about 30 seconds. But what's really cool is that like a litmus test. Yeah. For pH. The, like a literal litmus test. Yeah. Not like the like a literal colloquial one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Like a literal <laughs> litmus test. These ethanol sensitive pads changed colors. Oh, that's cute. Based on the percentage of alcohol that was in their system wait but how does that make sense because if they're testing just the saliva like what if they just literally finished drinking and okay great question they waited 15 minutes before swabbing their mouths in order to give the bats enough time to start digesting it so it wasn't just residual alcohol in their mouth now the pads themselves i think only had like a 92 percent efficiency rate but it was their best choice that was non-invasive okay that makes sense sure okay so the flight performance, each of the trials consisted of one bat going through the, the obstacle course at a okay. time, obviously. Mm-hmm. They videotaped all the flights. Oh, my God. I want to <laughs> see that. I do, too. Um, and they used a night-sensitive camera and infra- infrared yeah. lights to see everything because it was happening okay. at night. If the bats didn't immediately start flying, the scientists would, like, sneak up behind them and snap their fingers and spook them into flying. Oh, that's so mean. That'd be a fun job, though. Wouldn't that be fun? Just catching bats and getting them drunk and... Snapping your fingers. Scaring them. them. <laughs> Boo. Hey, that's a nice change of, like, pace. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> spooking the bats. Spooking the bats. Actually, that's the probably... people getting spooked by bats. Yeah. <laughs> I had a phone call about a guy who had a bat in his house, and he's like, I just don't know what to do. Because he was scared. He was like, do I need to worry about this? Oh, I get those calls all the time. When I was in college at K-State, one time I came home and my roommate was marching around the house with a bunch of strangers carrying golf clubs and baseball bats and (gasps) stuff. And I was like, what's going on? They had like tennis rackets and and she was like, there's a bat in the house. And um, yeah, I got a tennis racket. And you know how bats like in captivity, you can lay a towel vertically and they like to like 
roost on the towel or mm-hmm. something up against a wall and they feel like cozy and secure. Like in my roommate's room, she had a quilt hanging on the wall. Uh. And I was like, y'all, I bet it's still in your room where you found it originally. So I like peeked behind it and sure enough, there was a little big brown bat oh my sleeping gosh. on this quilt. And so I took a tennis racket and I uh, scooped him into a bucket and I used the tennis racket to like keep him in there. Mm-hmm. And then that, that was it. That's a lovely story. Thank you. So there's my... Rachel tip to you don't touch them yeah also you can just open all your windows and doors and it'll fly out what if more fly in hopefully that's not the case hope well are you gonna bet on hopes and then just like hope you don't get bitten by one at night and have to find it and test it for rabies you don't just leave them open 24 (laughs) 7 you just do it for a little bit and then they fly out and then you shut them and hopefully they're not roosting in your house if they are you got bigger problems yeah, that's a good point. Anyway. Use a broom or a rake. Yeah. And like n- nudge them toward the door and do not touch them. Don't touch them. That's your PSA from Rachel and Lindsay. Your favorite dirty naturalists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's talk about. I want to hear back, back on our flights. flights. Yeah. yeah tell back me on the flights. flights. So the scientist, after they spooked him into actually flying, they tested five different things while they were in. The obstacle course or the sobriety test. Okay. Okay. Number one. things. Hang on to that. Oh, okay. Sorry. Number one. They measure the time spent flying during the trial. Oh, right. Course completion. Yes. Circling behavior. So if they just flew around in circles in there. (laughs) (laughs) If they landed within the corridor or if they flew back to the point of release. Oh. Because bats don't normally do that. Okay. Okay. It turns out that the bats never collided once with any of the obstacles, so they didn't include that in their data. <gasps> oh. Yeah. So they never hit any of the obstacles that were in the obstacle course. Oh, man. Okay. So either their slurred echolocation was just as good for navigating, or they just didn't slur their words. Yeah. This is really cool. Okay. Okay. So the results of the flight corridor um showed that flying time differed among the different species but not between the two feeding treatments so they found that exposure to ethanol had absolutely no effect on the ability for these bats to fly okay that's pretty cool yeah so bats are drinking but they're not getting drunk nice even though their blood alcohol level is increasing is high yes exactly i'm still like not gonna lie a little bit fuzzy about how slive words about how swabbing their mouths accurately tests that okay i think it's because the blood barrier in your mouth allows for alcohol to dissipate directly into your saliva oh is that why we can breathalyze Mm -hmm. and get a good reading too okay and it's the same for the bats gotcha yeah okay now I'm not fuzzy anymore. Thank you. Yes. So those are accurate readings. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but again, it only has about 92% efficiency rate. So efficiency or accuracy? Like, what does that mean? I think they use the word efficiency. Is that is that because it's... No, it should be accuracy because they mentioned that as one of the things that could potentially influence their results. Okay. So it like would a be accuracy. portion of the results mm-hmm. could have been messed up. Yeah. Based on good, the accuracy of the test. Yeah. They use the word efficiency in that same sentence. I don't have the article with me right now. Yeah, that's okay. So I can't double check it. Anyway, let's talk about uh, slurring their words. Yes. So they used four ultrasonic condenser microphones 
Cool. I know what ultrasonic and I know what microphones are. I don't know the condenser part. It's just a type of, it's like dynamic versus condenser mics. I think oh. we're using, we have a condenser mic. I don't remember which one we're using right now. Okay. But yeah, it's just a different way of capturing sound. Great. Thank you for explaining that. I don't think I really did, but. <laughs> well. Give some context. I now understand that there's a difference. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so they used these special microphones to record each bat's echolocation calls as it made its way through this obstacle course. So okay. while they were videotaping, they were also recording sounds. Nice. And they measured three different call variables. So the frequency of the calls. The like highest energy frequency or the highest frequency that the bat was producing. And then they measured inner pulse intervals, which is... Um, pulses per second in okay. a cycle or something like that. Okay. And then pulse duration. Okay. okay. So those are the three things they measured while seeing if they were slurring their words. Cool. And it turns out that exposure to alcohol has absolutely no effect on their echolocation. Oh, that's so great. Yep. <laughs> so these bats are very good at holding their alcohol. That's so cool. Handling their alcohol. Um, yes. That one. Yes, that one. <laughs> Because I'm sure they can hold a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. What is their threshold, though? I'm sure you might get to that later. But oh. that's. I don't know, know. Like, if that amount doesn't do anything for them, like, do they have a limit? Do they self-moderate what their limit is? I don't know. They didn't cover that in the, in the study. I really don't know that answer. You know how sometimes we're like, hey, people, send us copulatory hats. <laughs> things like that yeah i'm gonna go ahead on record and say please people if you find any cool studies or articles and things like that whether it's related to one of these topics like we're saying scientists get on it and you discover that scientists actually have gotten on it feel free to send us that too that's free we'll just like sing your praises and have a good time reading all those articles but yeah please send us cool stuff yeah like science thank you Thanks. That is all. Okay, do continue. Okay, so what does this all mean? The bats can't get drunk. Yeah, pretty much. Fruit bats. Fruit bats and nectar bats. So, again, scientists found that alcohol has no effect on these bats. But why? But why? But why indeed? Because... Why? They like to steal sips from the burdom palm, and therefore they evolved the <laughs> mechanism. You said nectar bat. Yeah, I did. I did. You're absolutely I know right. They have defenses against bats, but maybe they, you know, in the past. I don't know. I'm just throwing out hypotheses yeah, just I got for you. the fun of it. But remember, the burdom palm had like these spikes on it. I know. So bats couldn't get close to but it. Maybe they had to evolve that because the bats got a taste for alcohol and then they had to get their fix somewhere else. Maybe. Just saying. Just saying. Maybe. That's a great, it's <laughs> a great thought. So, um, but this is like bats that don't necessarily live in Asia in those same locations. These are yeah. like other bats. Okay. Yep. And remember, these bats live in Belize. Oh, I don't remember you saying that ever. Yeah. My so bad. Okay. No, no worries. So they're <laughs> all these bats that they were that they collected were found in Belize. This is a really dumb question, but that's in South America. Yes. <laughs> you don't know either. No, I don't. Oh. Yeah, geography is not one of our Central America. Ha! Close. Okay. That's technically considered neotropical, right? Well, I don't know that. Anyway. Neotropical. Sure. What? What's the difference between neotropical and tropical? Don't know. This is getting way off topic, but neotropical. okay. Neotropical. But I think it's important. Is it? Yeah. To this? Based on what I'm going to mention next. Oh. Uh, okay. 
Tropical is of or north of 23 degrees south, while neotropical is occurring in tropical America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, no, okay. no. It's new world versus old world. Oh, so it's like the same amount of degrees, but it's whether it occurs north of the equator or south of the or equator. Or south of the equator. Oh, okay. So neotropical would be like the new world. Yeah. Wait. No. Yes. South America is not considered the old world, is it? I don't know. Aren't both of the Americas the new world? I'm not going to eat. Now I'm feeling like a massive fool for not knowing that, but I always associated old world animals with being from Europe and Yeah, it's new know, world by... continent. Uh, so neotropical is of, relating to, or consti- constituting the tropical new world biogeographic region that extends southeast and west from the central plateau of Mexico. Neotropical realm is literally only Central and South America. It's See, nowhere else. So it is. It, it's part of Mexico, like just a little bit, but not a lot of it. Oh, okay. Okay. So that is the new world. Yes. Okay, See, we're that, talking about so confused. new okay. world bats. Yes. Okay. And the Americas are indeed both the new world. Yes. Okay, thank God. I got real confused and concerned because I always assumed that. And then I was like, oh God, am I wrong? <laughs> is everything I know based on falsehoods <laughs> that I misunderstood? Okay, no, I'm glad. So America's are the new world. Neotropic is South America up into Mexico. Yes. A little bit. Yes. So that's all neotropic? Yeah. Why is it not the tropics? Is Because the tropics are the old world? I think so, yeah. So that's a different continent, but the same geography. Yes, it's just on the, it's further west. Okay, so the same, like, latitude. Yes. Longitude. Latitude. Latitude. Latitude is mm-hmm. latter. Right. And it's just on another continent. Yeah, it's just a different continent. Okay, that makes sense. <sighs> so confusing. So, South America does not have tropics. They have neotropics. They have neotropics. Ooh, okay. This is cool. Okay. This is fun. I don't really get to think much beyond the Great Plains often. Right? I don't either. And I think that's why it's difficult to wrap my head around some of this stuff sometimes because we don't ever think in that term. Right. It's like outside of our scope. Like we always, if it's talking about new world or old world, world, it's because of invasive species and things like that coming from Europe. And so. Yeah. Which is great because I learn new stuff all the time because we do these we do these episodes. I know, yeah, it's like one of the best things besides I don't know. I, we totally had a rant like this on the very last episode we recorded too, where we were like, mm-hmm. this, "This podcast is great because we just learn so much." I think <laughs> that comment just gets more and more frequent the more we do this. That's, yeah. Okay, so back on topic. So why are these bats? They're neotropic bats. Yes. Why are neotropical bats not getting drunk on ethanol that's naturally occurring? Because of exposure and an evolutionary past that allowed them to co-evolve with fermenting fruit. Yes. Okay. Does that mean that the the trees are actually keeping the fruit on the branches so the bats are more likely to consume them? That I don't know. They didn't mention at all whether the... um, Again, this is a controlled study. They didn't do a... right. They didn't monitor if the bats were eating fruit that was on the tree or on okay. the ground. It wasn't like a behavioral study in the wild. No, it was not. So, it yeah. was just to see the effects of alcohol on flight and mm-hmm. echolocation. But we do know that they eat fermenting fruit in the wild. Mm-hmm. So that was the cause of the study. Yeah, exactly. And um, 
this long-term exposure to ethanol in the wild is probably the reason that they have such a high tolerance for alcohol. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. All yes. right. Here's the kicker. Oh, boy. I didn't know there would be another kicker. There's okay, a kicker. Go, 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 go. So another study Ooh. was done on Egyptian fruit bats in 2008. Ooh. So these fruit bats were actively avoiding eating foods with high levels of ethanol in them. Ooh. Okay. So scientists decided to find out why. And they, uh, these scientists, this is a very short version of this. I didn't read the study completely. So these scientists gave them, oh yeah. So these scientists gave them different options of um, levels of ethanol to consume. And the bats would consume up to 1%. Um, alcohol solution. Okay. Remember, an IPA is about 5%. Yeah. And they found that the bats avoided eating anything that exceeded 1% ethanol. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because below that level, it was safe for bats con- to consume it because they didn't show any signs of inebriation. But over 1%, these bats got <gasps> drunk. Oh, yes. Yes. I mean, I shouldn't be happy about that. But. I mean, but their flight was impaired. Their echolocation was all screwed up. So they did slur their echolocation. But oh. remember, this is a different bat yeah. species mm-hmm. on the other side of the world. Right, right. Okay, so we're yeah. not in the neotropics anymore. Uh-huh. We're in a different tropical area. And they found that the bats were less likely to consume anything with ethanol in it. So they actually changed the study and they used hungry bats because getting drunk is less worse than starving to death. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So these bats ended up consuming higher levels of alcohol and they did get like super drunk. Oh, poor little boogers. I know. Poor things. (laughs) But why did these bats get drunk and our neotropical bats not? I would imagine there's way more fruit available in the neotropics yes. and Egyptian bats probably don't have as much access to fruit. Yeah. So there's not like, but wait, they're fruit bats, right? Yeah, they're all fruit bats, but the fruit bats in Egypt are less likely to consume ones that have naturally occurring high levels of ethanol. So they still consume ones with ethanol, but they can actually sniff out the ones that have the highest level and they won't consume it because they know that if they get too drunk, they're more susceptible to predators. Mm. That's really interesting. Yeah. So now I'm wondering about like the phenology of Egyptian fruit trees. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm telling you, prairie dog tunnels, man. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe because there's such an overabundance of fruit produced in like South America or mm-hmm. the Central Americas where like I don't know, I'm just picturing all of the fruit trees that dump their fruit or mm. something i i don't know like i don't know what the difference would be between that and maybe if fruit trees are a little bit more sparse in egypt they're more likely to consume them while they're fresh because of resource availability or something like that yeah something like that probably that makes sense but i don't know anything about egyptian fruit trees me neither i don't even know what kind of fruit trees they got yeah who I knows know. south american fruit trees the best one is jabuchi kaba <laughs> i think you just like saying that word i definitely do also i like that it means like the turtle house, or tortoise house, excuse me. <laughs> All right. So um, not only did these Egyptian fruit bats avoid eating high levels of ethanol, but if they accidentally did become too inebriated, yeah. they would get the drunk munchies oh. and eat junk food. Oh, what is junk fruit food for a fruit bat? It, it's um, foods that have higher concentrations of sucrose, which is like table sugar. Oh. So they were just eating hella sugary food that they normally wouldn't eat oh my god but here's the thing 
that higher concentration of or that higher concentration of these sugars mm-hmm. actually helps break down ethanol in the body. <gasps> no. So, yeah. So these no. drunk munchies that they were eating actually help them sober up. That's amazing. I know. Oh, what good bats. Yeah. That's so it's cool. It's fascinating. Wait, is that true for all animals? I don't might consume alcohol i don't know but um the science is there to support that sucrose uh, yeah sucrose actually helps um your body break down ethanol faster okay um but i don't know if that's equivalent across everything gotcha so there's fructose there's sucrose they're both found in fruits yes and then there's glucose Mm -hmm. so all three of those sugars are found in fruits but some have higher concentrations of the different sugars right and the bat's Drunk munchies were just ones that had higher sucrose levels. That's so cool. So, yeah. And they would sober up. Oh, yeah. They're really cute. (gasps) One last thing. Wait. Okay. What if the neotropic bats are consuming a lot more sucrose? I don't know. Okay. That's all I had to say. Bye. Okay. I have no idea. That's another interesting study. But here's the thing. Speaking of studies, oh, there oh. isn't a lot of research out there about these questions that you're asking and that I'm asking and everybody else is probably thinking in their brains who are listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. So the scientists who did the obstacle course one with our neotropical bats are, quote, trying to find a company that sells alcoholic refreshments who will sponsor an expanded study. Oh! So that's so cool, man. If we have any breweries listening to this, please sponsor these bat drinking studies. Oh my gosh. You know, free state brewing down in Lawrence and how they always have animals on their bottles. Yes. What if they sponsored the bat research and they put bats on their beer bottles? Oh my God. Let's call them. Okay. Okay. They, they, they have a really good one. That's got like a kestrel on it. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, one of my friends, her parents own that brewery. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. We're, Totally yeah. gonna call them. I should, yeah. should you call your I'm friend. Call her. Okay, please, please, okay. please do. Oh my god, that's so freaking cool. Hey, should we bring that to NAI? Free state? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Because we're supposed to bring like we're going to a conference next week. Um and we're supposed to bring, Let's just bring Kestrel beers. Local beers. That's yes! their ad astra, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That so, sounds like a great idea. Okay. Shameless plug, free state brewing is dope. Support your local breweries. Yes. <laughs> If you're the kind of person who enjoys drinking. Yes. Please. Okay. Okay. That's all I have on Drunk Bats. Oh. Hopefully there's more in the coming years. Yes. Yes. That was really, really interesting. I know, right? It's crazy. I wonder how many other fruit-consuming animals out there or nectar-consuming animals have developed like a crazy tolerance for alcohol. Or not tolerance. Don't worry. I got other prairie dog tunnels. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Everyone should just expect that the next few episodes that I do will be about drunk animals. (laughs) Okay. Maybe let's throw in a little variety. Well, that's you. We take turns. My job is to supply the variety. Your job is to supply the drunk animals. Until I'm out of drunk animals. And then I'll go back to variety. You may never run out of them. There's, there's a lot. always going to be more tunnels being dug yeah. the more you dig into it. But the problem that I have found with these tunnels is that there aren't very many scientific studies. There are just observations. So no one's really done a lot of research 
mm. on animals consuming alcohol. So they're just creating questions, not answers. Yes. Maybe a few answers, but like mostly questions. Yes. Maybe I'll do an episode of just stories where people have encountered drunk animals. Oh, that's awesome. How do they know they're actually drunk, though, if they're not testing their blood alcohol level or swabbing their spit? There's probably a lot of observations of those animals consuming, like, fermenting fruit or yeah. stealing beer from people on beaches. Right. Uh, monkeys. Monkeys. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's pretty easy to tell, I guess, if there's, like, a drunk robin in your backyard or something. <laughs> probably. I would just immediately think something was wrong with that bird. Yeah, there is. And it's drunk. But how would I know? Because you're a biologist. That's fair. And I've got <laughs> rotting mulberries in my backyard. Exactly. It doesn't take a lot of sleuthing to put those together. That's true. But and I mean, any, anyone else who like couldn't make these connections would probably be, be like, that bird is sick. Well, last year, some random dude was able to realize that a bird was drunk and he bought an Uber to a rehab clinic. Remember that? I forgot about that. He was also drunk. And so he like sent this bird off in an Uber. Wait, actually. It was a cedar waxwing, wasn't it? No, that was something different. I think okay. I'm remembering wrong. So there are definitely lots of like cedar waxwing stories and robin stories and stuff. Mm -hmm. Those are like big fruit eating birds. But I think this guy actually just, he was the only party that was drunk and he found a baby bird and drunk bought it in Uber to send it to a rehabber. So I think I'm oh. conflating stories. I'll look that one up. And that's a fun like human drunk story though. Yeah. I kind of just want to have a whole episode on fun drunk stories. stories. I think that sounds really nice and it'd be really fun yeah. and like a nice change of pace from genomics and <laughs> classification arguments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh geez. Okay. Wait, I think I had like, oh, um, we should probably acknowledge that we had Love Bites last week yes. with Nicole, and that was super fun. Um, we decided that we're going to do like a recap on that next time because we're going to be presenting on Naughty Nature, and we don't want people to like hear us do that three times in a row. So, yeah. so what Rachel hasn't quite mentioned yet is what we did at Love Bites. So we had... Um, competition a competition between rachel nicole and myself to see which of our species that we were representing had the best female reproductive control and by best she means the most badass queen of reproductive control so like which female animal is the best at controlling her own body physiologically but again it was only limited to the three species that we had not the best in the world yeah it it, the search is ongoing. Yes, absolutely. And uh, so stay tuned for some female body talk. It's going to be so good. Yeah. It's actually <laughs> we'll really, on. It's really, really cool. Yeah. We have stickers. <gasps> we do. We do. Um, I don't know how you can get them, though. So maybe that's not worth mentioning. Email us and mail us a stamp and we'll mail you a sticker. <laughs> Um, yeah, or come in and we'll come say hi. find a place to hide them so you can grab them. Yes. That was not helpful. <laughs> we, at some point, will, I think Rachel and I have been toying with the idea of selling Naughty Nature merchandise yeah. on our website. Uh-huh. So maybe we can make the stickers available on the website. Or in the gift shop, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bet we could just have Richard sell them in a gift shop. Yes. Okay, so we'll we'll find a way, but coming soon, so far the sticker stock we have is is going to the conference to help promote our cool podcast um but yeah okay cool thanks for listening 
thanks for listening uh thanks to our producers because i say that right every single time i like somebody i always say it wrong i know the great Queenslander center is our producer uh for letting us their employees talk about sex drugs and alcohol on a podcast show notes Lindsay will have up on our website naughtynaturepodcast.com you can shoot us an email at naughtynature at gpnc.org if you want to and if you enjoy our content please shoot us a review and let us know I know for sure that you can leave reviews on Apple podcasts and that's really the only place I've been looking honestly Um, so let us know if you send us a review we'd love to read them out loud I don't know if there's like a weird setting where explicit content on Apple doesn't show the reviews because I know somebody told me that they sent in a review but I looked last night and didn't see any new ones really Mm -hmm. we appreciate having your feedback so that we can continue justifying a podcast that talks about sex and drugs for real yo (laughs) for a professional job (laughs) so that's dope um so the next time you've had a little too much to drink just go home and need a spoonful of sugar and sober up (laughs) Was that dumb? (laughs) No, that was great. Okay. And uh, remember that nature is naughty. Yeah. Okay, bye.